This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning to you. It's Monday. First Monday in December. Monday, December 4th. My neighborhood was all lit up by the end of the weekend. It seemed as though everyone decorated except for me. <laughs> I have a few ornaments out on an ornament tree. And producer Jay and I actually did record a holiday version of Ask Amy Anything. Working on that over the weekend. So we'll have that available for you in the next 24 hours or so. It's really funny. I was sitting in my classroom on Sunday morning at church. I teach fourth and fifth graders. And one of the little girls says to me, I saw your wedding video. I said, my wedding video. And she kind of looked at me. Yeah. Where you talked about your wedding. And I said, Oh, oh, you mean on YouTube? Yeah. My dad watches all of your stuff. <laughs> In with the fourth and fifth graders. That is awesome. Yeah. Her, her name is Audrey and she was so cute. Uh, yeah, she said, I saw your wedding video. And then, of course, the other little kid's like, what wedding video? You got married already? <laughs> nope, not yet. couple more weeks, and there will not be a video. Well, there will be a video, but not that will be on YouTube. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Good morning to you. Hope you had a great weekend. It was some miserable weather in, in a large swath of the Northeast, that's for sure. And not just the Northeast. Uh, North, Northern, Upper Midwest, it, it was just gross in a lot of places. Cleveland and New England and New York and Philadelphia actually wasn't at, wasn't terrible in Philly. I think the worst of the weather had passed by then. There was snow in Green Bay, so I was supremely jealous. That's where Sunday night football took place. I don't think it was snowing as the game started, but it was snowing during pregame. Uh, it was kind of fun for uh, a lot of these Chiefs making their first trip to Lambeau, including Patrick Mahomes. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We've already got the Monday MVP poll up and available and waiting for your vote. There's some doozies. And right now it's fairly competitive between the top two contenders. We'll see whether or not there's a dark horse who comes in and steals a bunch of votes. Oh, ballot box stuffing. But in addition to our Monday MVP poll, we also are asking you to put yourself on the college football playoff selection committee. Which four teams would you have put into the final four? The national semifinals, they're now on New Year's Day. Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, last two games on Monday, January 1st. 
Now I'll give you my opinion as we head through this hour. Certainly a devastating blow for Florida State after feeling like the Knowles had done everything that was asked of them, even with a third-string quarterback in the ACC championship game. And so the explanation from the committee and the committee chair came down to Alabama and FSU. And we'll talk about it again a little bit later this hour. But you can find that poll on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page. And our phone number, 855-212-4227. Though it's funny because I was walking down to the kitchen to grab some water. And when I did so, I passed by. A, the So we share studios with our New York affiliate, WFAN. We're located in lower Manhattan. That's where our headquarters are. And on our New York affiliate, I could hear it from out in the hallway. The host and a caller who I swear was crying. He was so upset he was crying. But he was yelling. The host is yelling back at him. The two of them are going around and around. And it's this frantic, loud, obnoxious arguing over, are you ready? Off-season baseball. (laughs) So two things I was reminded of. Oh, heavens, thank goodness I work in network where I do not have to argue about local off-season baseball. And also, thank goodness I do not work in New York because the football team stink. Also, thank goodness I do not have to deal with screaming, yelling callers who are about to pitch a fit. Loud noises! Yeah, I'm, I'm good without the loud noises. So enjoy that. Enjoy that, New Yorkers. <laughs> All right, let's dive into Sunday Night Football where it may be a new pattern for these Green Bay Packers. Remember what they did on Thanksgiving Day when they raced out to a big lead in the first quarter, first half and first quarter really against the Detroit Lions? Well, we got a lot more of that, that Fierce and locked-in offense right out of the gate on Sunday. Love ducks in under center. Straight eye formation. Chiefs at a blitz. Love bootlegs right. Throws the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown to the rookie free agent, Ben Sims. His first career touchdown. Third down, Green Bay. Third and five of the Kansas City nine. Love is in the shotgun. He's got three receivers on the left side. Jaden Reed to the right. Press coverage, Kansas City. Here's the snap to Love. He steps up, looking around, waits, throws, end zone. Touchdown! Wide open. Popping wide open, Christian Watson. And the Packers lead 13-3. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. Yeah, they're able to put a couple of touchdowns on the board in that first half. But just as impressive, the fact that the Packers' defense allows Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to get on these long possessions, right, these long marches, seven seven minutes and 15 seconds, and then eight and a half minutes. Those were the two possessions in the first half for the Chiefs that really put pressure on the Packers' defense. I mean, think how much they're winded and how (laughs) they're tired after being out on the field against that defense for so long or that offense for so long, and yet they hold the Chiefs to a pair of field goals on both of those drives. So while Green Bay is getting the two touchdowns on the board, they're holding the Chiefs to just two field goals. That was huge. To me, that really set the tone. Now, it doesn't mean 
that the Chiefs aren't able to score. They definitely were. They actually start the second half with back-to-back touchdowns. Oh, how things have changed. Remember when they couldn't score in the second half? Isaiah Pacheco, he goes over 100 yards in this one before he gets ejected. Noah Gray catches a touchdown pass from Mahomes. But Jordan Love also has another TD of his own to Christian Watson. And so the Packers were able to not only rack up a bunch of yardage against that Chiefs defense, but they themselves limited what the Chiefs could do. They put pressure on Pat. They had three sacks of Mahomes. And so even as the game kind of gets down to the wire, you could see how the first quarter, the first half really, was such a big deal for the Packers. Because if the Chiefs have scored touchdowns on those two drives, or even one of them, well, then the end of this game looks decidedly different. So the Packers were able to get a couple more field goals on the board. Also, an interception of Mahomes by Keyshawn Nixon. It was a floater. Just kind of airmailed it. And Nixon had his back turned to Mahomes, but arms outstretched. He turns, he sees the ball coming, arms outstretched as he's running toward the sidelines. Uh, the point was made on Westwood One, I think with Ryan Harris, who was alongside Ryan Radke, that Nixon actually looked like a wide receiver the way he caught that ball. Really impressive. And again, another end to a drive for the Chiefs. But this one's still hanging in the balance at the very end. And a lot of people will be talking about it when you see the highlights on YouTube or on your phone. Oh, CBSSports.com. Couple of moments, shall we call them, in which the officials are in the spotlight. So Patrick Mahomes is on the move with his legs. He gets over to the sideline. Maybe his toe is out of bounds, maybe. But he gets hit by Jonathan Owens. Owens gets flagged for a late hit and unnecessary roughness, even though, again, most of Patrick is still in bounds. The rule is it's only a late hit if he's out of bounds. If he's still in bounds, well, he's still in play. So Owens gets flagged for that late hit, which, by the way, Simone Biles was all the rage there. In Green Bay. She was on TV a couple of times and just real cute, decked out in her Packers gear. If you don't know, she's married to Jonathan Owens. Anyway, so she they were obviously both in Houston, and now they're in the cold in Green Bay. Anyway, so Owens gets flagged for that late hit. And, and then there's this moment where the Packers think they have a fumble recovery for a touchdown, but Pacheco, on review, his, his seat... His seat was down. His rear end was down on the ground. So the play or the, the play was actually dead. But before he knew that, and as the Packers think they've got the fumble return, he punches a Packer and automatically gets ejected. So that was a big brouhaha where they call back the touchdown and give the ball to Patrick Mahomes again. And then downfield, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is making for the post like it's his, it's the last play of his life. And he seemingly got the step until the defender comes climbing up his back, knocks him down, no flag. So one egregious mistake by the officials for each team. Not that it makes it any better. And so... 
as much as the game is the third win in a row for the Packers and they play, they played really well on both sides of the ball in stretches. What's going to happen is that people are going to be screaming about those calls. And I, and I agree. I didn't love them. Either one of them, but that's certainly not how the game was decided. And Mahomes had multiple shots at the end zone in the final seconds. Five seconds standing between the Packers and a win over the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. And a win that will change the complexion of their season. Three men down line. Everybody else is deep. Five seconds ago. Three receivers right, two to the left. Snap to Mahomes. Looking. Steps up. Scrambling left. Still looking. Still waiting. Fires it into the end zone. Broken up. Yes. Incomplete. And there is, is your dagger. The game is over. The Packers have defeated the Chiefs 27-19. to Oh, what a moment for this young team. What a moment in Lambeau Field history. Wow. Can't say enough about the guys in that locker room, the resiliency they show, the willingness to come in every day with the same mindset, and that's just trying to get a little bit better, truly taking it one game at a time. And, um, you know, but I was really happy with our performance tonight. So Matt LaFleur's Packers have won three in a row. They're now six and six. And I'm telling you, right there in the playoff mix. Uh, and we can talk about the the top of the NFC when we get to Niners and Eagles. But right now, you've got five teams in the NFC that are six and six. Those are your wild card teams. They're going to have to settle the three wild cards among them more than likely. Uh, well, Dallas, Philly, one of them will have a wild card. So there's two wild cards to divvy up among the rest. But six and six is the next best record after nine and three. So you've got the Eagles, the Niners the Cowboys, and the Lions right now, who are your top-heavy contenders in that conference. And then the next best records are 6-6. Six and six. So we're talking about playoff teams here. The Packers, the Vikings, the Rams are back to 6-6, six and six, the Seahawks are 6-6, six and six, and the Falcons, who at this point have the division lead in the NFC South. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Want to run something by you if you don't mind? Jordan Love is playing lights out right now. And he's one of our candidates for Monday MVP. So you can take that poll on our social media. He has not had an interception since the middle of uh, November, middle of November at Pittsburgh. So we threw a couple picks there. But this is the third game in a row with no picks. His last four games, in fact, he has 10 touchdowns, 10 touchdown passes, and only two interceptions. Three last night, three the week before at Detroit. Remember, that was Thanksgiving. Two against the Chargers, two on the road at Pittsburgh. Of course, that was a loss. But yeah, he's locked in right now. Maybe just, And this is without Aaron Jones. Maybe just took some time. For him to settle in. But it wasn't that long ago that people were clamoring for some explanation about what they're going to do about Jordan Love. Or what they're going to do with Jordan Love. And he's not playing well. And what we got was patience. He needs some time. This is his first year starting. And now you can look at the opponents and you can say, oh, well, it was Pittsburgh. It was the Chargers. But Kansas City and Detroit are two of the best teams in the NFL. 
And he's got six touchdown passes in the last two weeks against those two teams. And so he's definitely playing his best football of the year. I've got more reps. I'm more comfortable um, understanding where I need to go with the ball. I think the O-line is doing a great job just being able to pick this stuff up. You know, it's not easy when they're bringing the all-outs and these blitzes, things like that. Um, but they've been doing a great job giving me time. And then receivers, obviously, just they're having awareness of when they need to be open um, and how long I got. And, and then just going out there and making plays. Yeah, they've definitely turned their season around. As for the Chiefs, they're still on top in the AFC West, and Broncos see their win streak end yesterday against Houston, and so the the Denver Broncos don't pick up the game where they could have against the Chiefs. So Chiefs still have the two-game cushion in the West, but the theme we keep hearing over and over again is we beat ourselves. We beat ourselves. We did this to ourselves. You got to get out, off, the, off the field on, on defense. You got to stay on the field. Uh, on offense and and not uh, not shoot ourselves and that's my listen that's my responsibility I mean for for that so um, we've got to be we've got to be better prepared to to take care of that that stuff right there. We made too many mistakes. Um, I mean, the, I mean they played a good had a good game plan played a good game. Uh, Jordan played great, um, but at the end of the day, uh, you make too many mistakes and against a good football team, you lose. I don't love the way they've played this year offensively. And I know you can point to the fact that they're integrating new pieces, but Isaiah Pacheco was there last year. He's a Super Bowl champion. We know about Travis Kelsey, though he does draw the yeoman share of the defense. They've had so many drops. They've had a lot of turnovers. Patrick Mahomes would be the first to say that he's turned the ball over way too much. Chris Jones pointed to missed tackles on defense. So I think the defense has played fairly well this year. They've been actually... I guess if you really looked at it, the better side of the ball, which is kind of crazy. But here they are, and you can't count them out. They're still the Chiefs. I don't know if it matters to them whether or not they have the top seed. They're a team that has faced pretty much everything you possibly can in postseason play. They remind me a lot of the Warriors. They'll take the playoff games wherever they can get them, and the experience that they've got they can bring to the table is monumental. But they have gone two and three over their last five. Obviously, we're not where we want to be yet. Um, but, uh, I mean, I feel like we're close. We're playing a lot of good football teams really well, winning some of those games, losing some of those games. And so uh, we're kind of in the, the, the go zone now where we got to try to get it going uh, through the stretch. Um, and uh, all we can do is learn from this game and, and be focused on a, a, another challenge this next week uh, coming at, uh, to Arrowhead. Yeah, so Green Bay gets the best of the Chiefs. I love how – dramatic Wayne Larravee is it's a historical win (laughs) it's a statement it definitely was that and yeah the Packers are right back into playoff contention along with the Vikings in their own division what a moment in Lambeau Field history wow I love Wayne first time I ever went to Lambeau was for a preseason game and he came up and introduced himself to me which is kind of cool I was able to speak to him, and uh, it, it's fun. It's fun to hear him in person when he's not got a microphone in front of him. Oh, what a moment. <laughs> Definitely a recognizable voice. All right, we have not yet talked about the one overtime game on Sunday. We also have to get to Browns and Rams. I just said the Rams are also 6-6 six and six and have pulled themselves Back into playoff contention, Matthew Stafford clearly healthy, although Puka Nakua may not be, which is a blow. So we'll get to that game straight ahead. Uh, And then we've got Titans-Colts, Niners-Eagles, college football. What do you think? Can we do it?
All right, let's, fingers crossed, because that has anything to do with it whatsoever. I love it when people cross their fingers. Like, okay, good. It's like me saying such and such has a no-hitter through six. That has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not the dude managed to get a no-hitter. Just like you crossing your fingers, and really there's not a lot of people who can cross their toes, has nothing to do with whether or not we get to everything we need to get to. <laughs> I know. I'm cantankerous this morning. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, our Facebook page too, who are your top four in college football? And take the Monday MVP poll. I hope you had a great weekend. It's December. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Elijah Moore in motion from right to left with Ford in the backfield. Flacco under center. Sends Moore back to the right. Flag on the play. And now Flacco looking downfield. He's got a wide open row. Ford who catches it and rolls into the end zone for a touchdown. However, there is a flag on the field. We'll see if perhaps... Offside. Yes. Defense number zero. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back, Joe Flacco. Was he 38 years old now? The Jets decided they were too good for Joe Flacco, and so he ends up in Cleveland. And Wowzers, as their fourth different starting quarterback, as their most mature starting quarterback, he leads a 75-yard drive and has a touchdown with Jerome Ford on their very first possession. Yeah, 24-yard catch and run for Jerome. How about that? The call on Browns radio. Now, just really quickly, because we've been continuing this theme, with Joe Flacco and Bailey Zappi starting on Sunday, we've now seen 52 different starting quarterbacks this season. They're not rookies, of course, but... The number is still rolling. 52 and counting. There is a chance that Trevor Simeon could start next week for the Jets. So the uh, the reports are that Robert Sala is mulling another quarterback change. So if Trevor Simeon would start next week, then, yeah, we're looking at a 53rd. And r- correct me if I'm wrong, but Mitch Trubisky hasn't started this year, right? So with Kenny Pickett seemingly suffering a serious ankle injury. So Mike Tomlin's going to update more today. But Trubisky twice, I think, has come into games to spell Kenny Pickett, but I don't believe he started this season. And so that, you can correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter, A-Law Radio, but I'm pretty sure that, that if he starts next week, he'll be quarterback number 53 to start this season in the NFL. That's nuts. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Jay, did you check it out? I see he's been in three games, but I can't tell yet if he started those. Yeah, I don't I, believe. But. I don't I don't think so either. But again, could be wrong. And if you guys uh, need to correct me, you can find me on social. All right, so back to the Browns. Joe Flacco, big smile on his face. But you may have noticed that the Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford, now that he's healthy, he's got weapons around him, and they are playing extremely well. Bunch to the right, Atwell out left. Stafford is going to audible here. He's going to back out to the shotgun. 
Still has seven seconds to work with as they set up. From the 30, second and one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From the pocket, he deals down the seam. It's caught at midfield. Out the left side. Puka Nakua to the crib. Touchdown LA! For everything that Puka Nakua has done in his rookie year, that was his longest play. 70 yards from Matthew Stafford. And so they were right back to even. They're still tied at 13 in the third quarter uh, because Cleveland keeps the ball. They can possess the ball still. Uh, Even without Nick Chubb, they know how to play that ball control game. Seven and a half minutes, they go 15 plays. Unfortunately for them, they're not able to get into the end zone. So then Matthew Stafford... He comes back and he answers with, now this wasn't the touchdown, but a deep shot to Demarcus Robinson. I think it went 33, 34 yards and then finds Robinson for the seven yard touchdown. All right. So see the Browns need to answer because now they're into the fourth quarter and they don't want to give up on this game. 13th play of the drive. Tillman in motion. Strong in the backfield. Play fake to him. Blacko's got a wide open Harrison Bryant at the five. He gets into the end zone for a touchdown. Old man Joe from the couch two weeks ago to the end zone in L.A. Ouch. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So Joe Flacco throws another touchdown pass. This one to Harrison Bryant. But would you believe they missed the extra point? No. 20 to 19, the Rams still have the lead. That's the call on Browns Radio. It is Joe Flacco, though, and he did just come off the couch. So you'll have to forgive him if he throws an interception in the fourth quarter. Oh, a stake in the heart. Just when you thought Joe Flacco would be your savior. John Johnson picks him off, and this is critical, too, takes it back 42 yards. So that puts the Rams right in position to strike quickly. They do. Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup, and then right on the heels of that, it's another quick possession for the Browns, and Stafford has the short field, and the final TD goes to Kyron Williams. So they end up running away with it, 
though it was really competitive and and Flacco played well. Rams get over 100 yards rushing, nearly 400 yards of offense, which I think is important too against that Browns defense, which has been so good all season. Good football player. And no, that hasn't changed. Uh, I mean, the guy's been doing it for for a while at a very high level and uh, showed us showed us why he's had the success he has. Miles Garrett, who's banged up and bruised and everything else. Part of that Browns effort. But yeah, a lot of yardage and a lot to come back from. And so Joe Flacco was... He was getting communication as much as possible, kind of like the Josh Dobbs, uh, Kevin O'Connell situation, his first start. So Flacco's getting constant communication and feedback from Kevin Stefanski, who may very well have to keep the old dude under center. Obviously, the interception, you know, he's trying to make a play, uh, but he did some really good things today, uh, you know, put us in position. Uh, we got to come away with points. We, you know, the offense, myself, uh, we have to w- come away with points in that red zone. It is a testament to the rest of the Browns, meaning the defense, special teams, blah, 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 everybody else around the quarterback, that they are 7-5, and five, and they started four different QBs. And Joe Flacco's been on the roster all of seven minutes. From the couch two weeks ago. <laughs> J.B. Long on Rams Radio, by the way. Matthew Stafford, he appears to be fully healthy, which is great. I mean, he's older, too, but we all know what he can do when he can chuck the ball, when he's got time to throw. Only 87 yards rushing for Cleveland, too, which is important, right? Because that's kind of how they control the game. Uh, So Sean McVay loves what he saw from the defense. Obviously, Joe's a great quarterback. They did a lot of really good things, but we came to what life uh, in the most important moments. And I was really pleased with the, uh, you know, the overall effort for our team. And what a great challenge we've got next week. Okay, we'll get to next week in a second, but <laughs> what did he say? Obviously, Joe's a great quarterback. <laughs> All right, let's not get carried away. <laughs> it's like Bailey Zappi saying the Chargers played great. Oh, did, did they? They managed two field goals. If you don't root for this guy, quarter. something's wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, if great is reserved for the Chargers and for Joe Flacco, then what is Tyree Gill? What is Jordan Love right now? Heck, what is Debo Samuel? <laughs> what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> I mean, we know that Sean McVay likes to use hyperbole, but for heaven's sakes, he played extremely well. Considering that he just got back into football, I am very impressed. But I wouldn't say he's a great—he was a great quarterback. He's <laughs> pretty good. Maybe that's what he—hey, he earned two $100 million dollar contracts. <laughs> and not just that, but as a Super Bowl ring. So he was great, but— <clears throat> Obviously, Joe's a great quarterback. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about their next opponent. That would be the Ravens. The Ravens will host the Rams next week, so that's huge because right now the Ravens are in the two spot. So this is their bye week. They're in the number two spot in the AFC because the Dolphins at least initially have the tie break. So Dolphins one, Ravens two. Jacksonville can join them with the same 9-3 and three record with a victory over 
the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. This might be my first chance to watch the Manning cast. I have not seen the Monday Night Mannings all season. I, just because of everything else going on, trying to focus on the actual game, not ha- not having as much time to to fool around and watch the Mannings and then go back and watch the actual game. And so this might be my first time. I hope they're doing the their show because I'll be really disappointed if they aren't. They are. All right, sweet. So we'll hear their comments on Jake Browning, the starter for the Cincinnati Bengals, but also Trevor Lawrence. I know he's been on the show too. All right, Monday Night Mannings. I got a date with them. I see Chad Ochocinco will be a guest. That's the only guest I see so far, but he'll be on there. Chad Ochocinco. That should be highly entertaining. Or is it Chad Ochocinco or is it just Ochocinco at that point? I just call him him Chad. I have no idea. (laughs) It's a hanging Chad. Okay, so Jaguars can be 9-3. and Chiefs are 8-4. and And then you've got... Steelers and Browns at seven and five, Colts and Texans at seven and five. So we'll talk about the Colts and their win in overtime. Gardner Minshew rides again, baby. I mean, he might be one of the best stories in the league this season among the 52 different starting quarterbacks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bags, oh my gosh. Very different offense with Michelle. Okay, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Everyone's a jokester. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Four three and outs today by the Colts defense. That's what they have forced. Fourth and then the Colts block it. It's blocked, picked up by the Colts. Grant Stewart running the other way with a touchdown for the Colts special teams. A block punt for a score. Picked up by Grant Stewart, who rumbles into the end zone for a touchdown. The Colts 
finally have the lead. It's 22 to 17. It's Cross. Cross got it. Big play by Cross. Nick Cross blocked it, and the scoop and score recovery by Grant Stewart for a touchdown. Minshew in the gun. Rolling to his right, throws back across the middle, and the pass is intercepted. Titans can come the other way. Let's see if Hooker can score. He puts a move on. He's got green grass. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone. Penalty? No. Two for Tennessee for the first time ever. Wow. Wow. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It was a bizarre game between the Colts and Titans in the AFC South. And this is after Derrick Henry rushes for a couple of touchdowns in the first half and goes over 100 yards. It gets all kinds of wacky. Matt Taylor brings you the blocked punt return for the touchdown. And that's Grant Stewart in the third quarter. And then... You've also got the Titans getting the defensive two-point conversion, right? So it looks like an interception return for a touchdown, but it's only worth two points because it comes after a two-point attempt by the offense. So a little bit of everything between Colts and Titans. And then wow. they end up in overtime. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, so Indy has the lead a couple of different times. In fact, was even up uh, up by nine but then, oh, get, I'm sorry, gets nine points off turnovers, what I meant to say. Nine points off turnovers puts them in the lead. They've erased the, the Titans' double-figure lead. And Tennessee, you know, they are trying to fight back, right? They don't want to give up on their entire season. Uh, I, I appreciate the fact that they want Will Levis to get reps and that they're still trying to win games. And they do have some talent. It's just, gosh, it's been a mess. Their defense is not great. But DeAndre Hopkins... Hall's in a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, uh, though because there's a missed extra point, the game is still tied. So they move into OT. Tennessee can only manage a field goal, which puts the ball back in the hands of Gardner Minshew and a 55-yard connection with Alec Pierce puts the Colts in position. 2.34 to go in overtime. Second down and goal at the four. Minshew out of the gun. Shotgun snap. Looks to his right. In the end zone. Throws Michael Pittman. Touchdown. Touchdown, Michael Pittman. Ball game. I-N-D-Y. Michael Pittman into the end zone from Gardner Minshew. And the Colts win 31-28 in Nashville. Yes, sir. overtime and Michael Pittman with a huge game uh, and, and Minshew as well 300 yards couple of touchdowns the Colts have now won four in a row by the way that's their YouTube channel as Pittman's getting robbed 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 and mobbed on the field right so the Colts are now seven and five with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback how about that the Texans with CJ Stroud the D'Amico Ryan's defense Nico Collins they are seven and five 
Same record as both the Steelers and the Browns. So it's tight in the AFC. Broncos are 6-6 six and six after they fall to Houston on Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, right now, even though the Eagles have the better record in the NFL, watching what happened with the Niners and the Eagles on Sunday, I don't know how many people would tell you that it's actually San Francisco who's the better team. First and 10 Niners in the Philly 48. Purdy looks left, now middle throws, caught. Broken tackle by Debo Samuel, runs for a first down, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! What an absolute beast, Debo Samuel! <laughs> Debo ends up with 138 total yards and three touchdowns. couple of times he takes short passes from Brock Purdy. One was a crossing route, and he just breaks them open. Uh, so he ends up going, gosh, I think it was 48 yards on one touchdown scamper and then 46 on another. And so for him, I remember he was kind of in the center of um, controversy. I'm using my air quotations uh, where he called James Bradbury trash. And then there was a bit of a back and forth that was last year. See, I don't see this as a revenge game because it it doesn't mean the same. They didn't win the NFC Championship. This this is not a rematch. It's a regular season game. Either way, Debo and a lot of the Niners were yakking and jawing. Same thing with the Eagles. These two teams clearly have got a lot of tension and familiarity that's breeding contempt between them. Didn't put too much pressure on myself, you know, um, kind of going back and forth, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, they beat us in the NFC Championship, and, you know, we wanted to get back, but at the end of the day, it's just football, you know, we talking trash, having fun, and, you know, um, just came out here and got a win. You may be having fun. I, I don't know if Big Dom, the head of security for the Eagles, is having fun. Uh, really, Trey Greenlaw, that whole mess on the sidelines, you'll hear a lot about it today. Maybe the NFL will weigh in. Here's the part that astounds me. In the first quarter... The Niners managed, are you ready? Negative six yards. Negative six yards. The Eagles limited them on a couple of possessions. Now, the defense for the Niners had two red zone stops, and so Philly only had a pair of field goals to show for their work. But minus six yards in the opening quarter, 462 the rest of the way. They finished up with 456 yards, so I did the math in my head. Are you really impressed? Uh, Brock Purdy was over 300. He had four touchdowns, near perfect passer rating. And, yeah, this was pretty impressive to watch for the team that's now won four in a row again. Outside of those first two drives, it's like that's, you know, the Niner football that we know. That's the offense that we know. When everyone's doing their part, everything's clicking, obviously. Um, some great play calls. And then, um, you know, everyone just makes plays and does it the right way. We protect the ball. Uh, defense does their job. Um, that, that that felt good. You tell me what I'm supposed to do. Brock Purdy is my, well, he was my starting quarterback for a while. He's now my second quarterback because I have C.J. Stroud. And I kept Brock on the bench because they were playing the Eagles defense in Philly. Who could have expected that type of a game? Well, that type of a three-quarter sequence from the Niners in Philly, but they were amazing. So, yeah, Niners are now 9-3. and Ha-ha. Eagles are 10-2, and two, and they've got the Cowboys hot on their heels, 
and they will travel to Dallas next week for Sunday Night Football. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Really quickly, as we get to the top of the hour, we're asking you which four teams you would put into the college football playoff. A devastating reveal for Florida State and their head coach, Mike Norvell, when they find out they do not make it into the top four. I was just hurt for our players. I mean, to be honest with you, that was uh, um, it was one of the tougher moments I've had to experience. And you know, just for all that they've done, you know, you talk you you talk to a team about uh, you know responding to adversity, getting up, and going to uh, uh, give all that you can to be able to find a way to win a college football game. And uh, you know, like Coach Smart said, it is hard. I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to. Um, you know, especially when you face some of the adversities that, that we've had uh, you here this year, whether it's injury or just different things to overcome. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's all part of it. And, uh, you know, as we tell our team all the time, you know, your, your truest identity shows up in, in times of great adversity. And we faced it and, you know, they put it on display. Um, so that was that was really that uh, that feeling in the moment. I feel for them, and Nick Saban said the same thing, but if you're looking at how the Tide finished with the victory over the number one team in the land in the SEC championship, if you're looking at how they finished the season, so they started rocky, they lost that game to Texas in Tuscaloosa, but once they figured out their quarterback situation, they played their best football at the end. They've got much a much better win and better wins on their resume than does Florida State, who's now down to their third-string quarterback. And their best win was LSU in the opener of the season. So I understand why, but I know it's tough. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 